Ich sag zu Charlotte, ich habe nachdacht. Wie ich soll er sein? Lässig, der Zeit voraus. An die Zukunft denken, an meine und die der Kinder. Kein Langweiler, aber umweltbewusst und sparsam. Soll mich nicht die Welt kosten und mir trotzdem alles geben. Vor allem Sicherheit. Gibt's nicht, sagt die Charlotte. Gibt's schon, sage ich. Steht schon in meiner Garage. Da hat's geschaut. Nur wer vorausdenkt, kann auch voraus sein. Toyota Yaris und Yaris Hybrid. Serienmäßig mit Toyota Safety Sense. Jetzt einsteigen schon ab 10,99. Toyota. Always a better way. Everyone, welcome to Three's a Charm, but we're two today. So, hi, Melody. <laughs> Hello, Two's a Charm. Two's a Charm today. Temporarily. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Michelle had jury duty. Are we allowed to say mm. that on the air? I don't even know. Oops. But um, <laughs> she's not going to be here with us today. <laughs> so, um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Got my little daily rituals done today, did my little walk, did my little stretches and meditation, so I'm good, good. You're so you're so organized about that stuff. That is one thing, like seriously, that I need to start doing again. Like as as a sensitive person and as an empath, we're gonna talk about this a little bit later on. Um, I really notice when um I start getting out of my my cycle, you know, out mm -hmm. of my good habits. And then like, yeah. And then it just seems like when you aren't meditating daily, when you aren't taking your walk, when you're not really mindful of how you're expending energy and, and the people that you're around, um, it's kind of like a snowball. Have you noticed mm -hmm. that too? Mm -hmm. Well, for the last couple months, I got out of my ritual of, you know, meditating and things like that. And then recently I started picking it back up because I started getting really bogged down and sluggish and really, really tired. And so oh. there was no escape from all the built-up stuff that was inside. So, so I remember the one time that I actually didn't go meditating for about a week, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to meditate today. I literally sat there and borderline fell asleep for two hours because it, my body hadn't meditated in so long that my usually 15 to 20 to 30 minute session turned into one big two hour session of meditating. Wow. So my body knows that it's just, you don't, you know, you, you are backed up. Right. Right. Oh, wow. And then did you feel better afterwards? <laughs> yeah, I felt, well, after two hours, my body wanted to fall asleep. And then, so I took a nap, and then I woke up, and then I, it felt like everything was, it didn't feel like this big euphoric feeling, but it felt like everything was on track to being better after that, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. No, it makes total sense, because, yeah, it, and that's another thing, like, once you start, like, I don't want to say getting kinks in your system, that's how it feels mm -hmm. to me. It's just, like, um, it's almost, like, twitchy to me. I don't mm -hmm. know how to describe it, but then... Um, yeah, you notice like it echoes through your life and instead of everything being kind of calm and center and focused and everything like that, then you're just like, everything is like kind of crooked and bent and not mm -hmm. fitting properly. So, and we decided today that we're going to talk about being an empath, um, and what that means and, you know, kind of how to combat, um, you know, taking on the negative emotions of other people and also kind of recognizing what's yours and what's not yours. Mm -hmm. um, so 
why don't you, can you lead in and tell us, I mean, that was a really good um, introduction from you, but tell us how did, do you have anything that like, any experience that made you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm an empath. Like, how did you discover your empathic nature? Well, um, well, this is actually a really good topic because I'm in the middle of writing an empath book. So Ooh. I'm almost done. I'm at 8,000 words. I'm trying to get to 10,000 so it's not too small. Um, and then I'll, you know, let the listeners know where they can get that at. So it's going to go on Amazon. So this is a really oh, good cool. topic for me right now because this is what I'm working on. It's a good coincidence. Um, I was, so I was typing out the book and I started thinking about examples of how I knew I was an empath. Um, it one story that sticks into mind is that I was inside of a restaurant with my partner, and I sat there and I was eating food, and I kind of am that person who tries to tune out things around me naturally. So if I'm eating food, I'm, I'm just looking at the food or talking to who I'm with, and I'm not really paying attention to other people what they're doing, and all of a sudden I started kind of out of nowhere, there was no trigger of anything. There was no um, noise I heard or memory that sparked in my head. All of a sudden, I started to tear up, and I started to cry a little bit. And I'm sitting here looking at my burrito like, okay, why am I too sad? I don't get it. And then all of a sudden, I started (laughs) feeling really small, like I was sinking in my chair. Like I felt really tiny, and I felt really scared, and I felt like I didn't want to be here and um, I felt really stressed, and I didn't know why, and my partner, he was trying to comfort me, and he was like, it's okay, you know, let's take deep breaths, it's going to be fine, and then pretty much after I kind of got a hold of myself, I couldn't remember if I went to the bathroom or not for a second, but after I got a hold of myself, um, he said, did you notice the little kid over there, and I was like, no, what kid, he's like, there's a little child over there who's really upset and fussing with his mom and doesn't want to be here and kind of I don't know about whining but very like emotional and I'm no I didn't notice that because I get what I call emotional tunnel vision when I'm an empath (laughs) to where like I'm just focused on my emotions so even if something somebody was crying even if you could hear it or couldn't hear it I would be so focused on my emotion that I wouldn't focus on anybody else's. And so um, long story short, it was the child that was experiencing all these feelings that I was feeling, being small, being um, sad, didn't want to be here, felt scared because there's too many people around. And then I left the restaurant and within five to ten minutes I was normal. Everything was fine. I didn't feel stressed at all. And so that's when I knew when I didn't know of anybody else in the place, feeling that emotion and then leaving the place, that's when I knew, okay, I have to be an empath. Right. Wow. That's a cool story because especially the the fact that you actually felt yourself like shrinking a little bit, mm-hmm. like, like you took on the physical stature of the person who you were like absorbing the emotions from. Yeah, exactly. 
And so after I knew that, it was kind of an easy segue into being a medium because that meant, oh, this is why I'm feeling all these spirits, you know, and ghosts' emotions. Does that make sense? Because I'm an empath, so I'm going to feel every every emotion, every attitude, every, you know, even physical pain. It's It, it, it made sense. It was all connecting. Right. Right. Yeah, and for me, it was it was before I even like understood what was going on because we were riding in a car, and I used to do this like all the time. And now that I'm older and I understand what being an empath is, and for those of you out there who don't really understand what an empath is or does, an empath basically kind of feels like absorbs all the feelings around them as if they were their own. And so that's why it's really important for people to understand, you know, am I an empath? Are these my emotions or are they somebody else's? And then how to like kind of control that because, um, because I think I was like four, you know, I was really small and we drove past this. And I remember this, like, as if it was yesterday, we drove past this nursing home and there was a lady sitting in a wheelchair and I just got this burst of, like complete and utter sorrow, mm-hmm. you know, being alone, being left, being, you know, just every, every heavy, <laughs> like the heavy sadness of, you know, looking out the window and understanding that your life, you know, you don't want to say your life is coming to an end, but, you know, and I cried, I think for like four hours, I went home and I cried and I was uncontrollable. You know, and, and yeah. um, you know, and there were times like this that kind of happened throughout my life. And there was a lot of times where, um, you know, because it's empathy in certain forms is very natural for for humans. I mean, I, I think like, you know, if you want to talk about herd mentality or, or the uh, pituitary gland and things like that, sometimes that they say that um, as social beings we have heightened senses that we've kind of left behind or dulled out that allow us to you know kind of read emotions um as like a a survival tactic and Mm -hmm. they do say like a lot of empaths are also from like highly charged um homes where there was a lot of like emotion emotional stuff but then as a as a um survival tactic or as a like a mm, learning how to deal with your environment tactic then you become hyper aware <laughs> you know mm-hmm. of other people's emotions and then because we don't talk about these things in families or anything like that people like us become confused or like if you do energy work and you open your aura up to like like I don't know about you when you got your Reiki attunement I was Mm -hmm. just like I couldn't go in public after that for like you know a couple oh yeah luckily I went home um the the person that did me I think she had um, she either was a shaman or had shaman in her line so I felt very safe and grounded with mine, but afterwards, luckily, I went. I was excited when I went home, but I crashed. Like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go anywhere after that. It was like I got my attunement. I'm not planning to go out to eat. I'm not planning to 
you know, go see friends. I'm planning to sleep. <laughs> it right. Was, it was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because mine, I was like just raw for days mm-hmm. after that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm the mom. I have to go grocery shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, Ooh, emotions. Wow. <laughs> you know. So, exactly. Yeah. So how would you say that a person can really tune into the past? Like, like if you think you're an empath, how would you sort out, like, are these my emotions? Or are these somebody else's emotions? Like, what do you think are some good uh, tools to use? Well, I kind of break it down into three parts. One is, first, it's kind of going back to um, when you brought up what an empath is. I look at empath as there's three things. So, your mind has to kind of break down. There's sympathy, mm-hmm. there's empathy, and then there's you being an empath. So sympathy is kind of like um, some, like I put in my book, somebody's dog runs away, and you feel sad for that person, but you've never had a dog, but you can just imagine how they felt. And then there's empathy where you've had a dog, it's ran away, so you know exactly how the person ha- is going through all those mm-hmm. emotions. And then there's being an empath where you could be sitting with your back turned towards this person back to back, not hearing their conversation, all of a sudden feeling everything that person's feeling about losing their dog, but have no clue about their story. <laughs> so that's right. being an empath. <laughs> right. And so some of the tips of knowing that their emotions is um, what I like to do is, if usually for me when I get emotional, there's like a trigger somewhere. So there's like uh, if I walk by a certain store that gave me anxiety, if there's a certain news story, if there's a certain word that triggers my emotions, that's your emotion. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, if you were held up at gunpoint and you saw something on the news about a robber, yes, that's going to spark maybe perhaps some anxiety, some memories, things like that. This is not triggered from anything and so like if you're watching about the robber and you suddenly feel all these scared intense feelings but you don't know what it's like to have been held up at gunpoint then you're starting to absorb the other person's emotions and how they're scared so I think it's important to get away from that be in a neutral environment and see, okay, why am I feeling, you know, ask yourself questions. Why am I feeling nervous? Why am I feeling scared? And try to find the root. If you can't find a root, then it's not you. <laughs> that's you know? a great, yeah, that's a really good hint. If you if you don't understand why you're having the emotion, then it's likely not your emotion. Right. It's like, I've never been held up at gunpoint, so why am I anxious? I've never had a friend who's done it, and I've never watched any scary movies lately that had to do with it, and I'm listening to a happy song right now, or I'm meditating right now, and that's a good thing to do in meditation, I'm sure, is to ask yourself questions, so I'm feeling this because, and if you can't find that because, then it's probably not yours. Right. Very good. Hint. So do you think we should take a caller now? We have somebody waiting. So, okay. And then we can talk a little bit about, like, how to protect yourself. So that sounds good. Okay, cool. 
Hi, thanks for holding. How can we help you? Or who are we speaking Hi. with today? Hi, my name is Brittany. How are y'all? All right. How are you today, Brittany? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just wanted to uh, call in about my love life, you know, what you're picking up or any advice I can get. Okay. Give us just a minute. We'll see what comes up. So should I start or do you want to start? You can, no, if you want to go, you can go. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm using a combination today of Lenormand cards and tarot cards um, for you, Brittany. And it does look like you're looking, you know, for a much more stable relationship. You want to solidify what you have. And it does look like you have a really good and loyal friend um, by your side or boyfriend. Um, so I got the dog, the anchor, and the tower. And the tower makes me think that right now you have a lot of, um, in order to make this solidified, you have to go through, like, paperwork. I feel like there's, like, some, like, either lease signing or something that has to do with paperwork that needs to be accomplished before you can really solidify this act, unless it is, um, like, a one of the two of you finishing up a divorce or something like that in order to be together. But I also feel like you're very impatient um, right now because you're kind of insecure about the future. But I really wouldn't worry because right now there's so much potential between the two of you. So it's it's more important for you to focus on the intent, uh, the potential that's coming there and to be patient and to take care yeah, of and all of Sorry, I agree because, you know, we've been through a lot this year. So I'm not sure, like, you said something about a divorce or something like that. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. But are you living together or are you in separate homes? We're in different homes. It's kind of like long distance. Okay. And that might be what it is because the tower can also mean, you know, just like – getting around issues that you need to resolve. So, but I really think that, you know, right now you're anchored in the location that you're at and there's a lot of potential for you. So, uh, Melody? So, when you, so when you say, I have a question before you, when you say divorce, it doesn't mean somebody is married or that's just a term you're using. Um. Ultimately, or, or in order to explain that a little bit, um, initially I said that there has to be some paperwork that has to be done before the two of you can be together. Um, if that is a divorce or some sort of legal action or, for example, um, signing a lease 
of some form, but it's like it's like the paperwork or something that needs to be settled in order for the two of you to be together. Okay. Does that make better sense? Is that more clear? Yes. Okay. And Melody? Okay, well, I have to agree with Sue. I totally got that this person's loyal, dedicated, and um, grounded in terms of piggybacking what Sue said. Uh, in the present, I'm getting more of um, this reading. It seems more for you, like the readings that I always do, but it's even more so concentrated on you at the moment and what you should do in your present moment to make things better in the long term. So what I'm getting is that you need to take more time instead of looking at this thing as black and white. It seems like you're like, I need to know if he's with me or he's not with me. In the present, they're telling you to be patient and take time. Don't make any hasty decisions. Kind of relax. Um, be less stressed about the situation. In the potential future, if you are less stressed about the situation, you'll start seeing things in a different way. Um, there's going to be some, probably some sort of change if you change the way you're looking at it. So don't hold so tight on the decision. Just let it go a little bit. And if you release it a little bit, you'll start to see things are, will be changing without too much of your input. I'm also seeing that when these things change, you'll start to find your confidence in yourself again. You'll start being that warm person that you are, that logical, um, like I said, confident, fiery queen that you are. And then when you start seeing your confidence come back, then things will start to look really in a different perspective. So you'll start looking at things from a different angle altogether. So try not to stress too much about it. Just let things happen organically. And then when you do that, no, no, um, not only will you find that things will be changing, but you'll find confidence and uh, your confidence back in the process. Yes, yes, I totally agree. You know, because I did uh, send him a message saying that if his plate his plate is too full. I'm going to just give him space, not meaning we're going to break up, but I'm going to let him go ahead and get what he needed to be done. And if, you know, he'll come forward eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you think you, you're in the right direction. You just need a little confirmation. And do you do you send emails or letters or back and forth? or? Um, We do a lot of uh texting you say do we send uh emails and stuff yeah do you communicate through emails or anything like that um or just man wow we'll text and then sometimes we talk on the phone but you know um i just reach back out to him you know because it's like i said we were going through a lot and i felt like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do and he was saying mm-hmm. he's willing to like you know he don't he don't he don't want to lose me basically he's willing to work through it you know he realized he wasn't ready or whatever but he will always love me oh i see so not to like step in on what sue said but it kind of sounds like sue was talking about papers it kind of reminds me of like a contract so when you guys are writing each other back and forth and you're telling him like you know 
Uh, do you want to be with me? How are you feeling? It kind of sounds like you're trying to make like a little relationship contract to see how you guys are feeling. That's why I kind of thought of paperwork and pen pals because you're kind of texting each other and emailing each other, right? So that yeah, probably so might used, be what she's saying, but I don't want to step over Sue's reading. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I have to, like, we done been through a lot, so, you know, I have to. From from now on, while we're moving forward, I I need to be sure that he's ready. If not, I'm just going to walk away because I've you know I know for a fact that I've carried this relationship, right. and I just want him to step up. That's all. I'm not right. forcing him. And if he's not willing to, I just told him, you know, with all due respect, if you're not willing to, then you know, just 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 you know, let me know, and I'll just leave you alone completely. But then I also said. I'm going to just give you your time, and if you're willing to come forward and make this happen, and I feel like I'm doing everything, then we'll do it. If not, I'll just have to do what I have to do for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I got is that right now you're kind of giving that ultimatum kind of thing, but loosen your grip, and it sounds like after you did that, you said, I'm going to give him his space, you know, and it sounds like you're kind of doing what you're supposed to be doing and see, let the chips fall where they may and see where he's going to take. It's kind of like the ball's in his court, but while the ball's in his court, I want you to find that confidence again because then you'll start looking at things from a different angle and you'll start to yeah, feel better. And, yeah, and that's why I stepped away from it and I'm going to pamper myself, mm-hmm. you know, this weekend and just, you know, give him his space or whatever. And, you and know, we'll start thinking about it. stuff. Mm-hmm, yep. But thank you. You're welcome, Brittany. Sounds like you're on the right track. All right. Definitely. Good luck to you, Brittany. Yes, good luck. luck. Take care. Yeah, so that's always hard is balancing the desire to move forward with, like, not giving ultimatums and giving a lot of freedom in a relationship. I know we want to, because believe me, I know that feeling of being, okay, are you with me or you're not with me? But then sometimes for the other person, it's kind of too much pressure and they can't think because you're giving an ultimatum. And so you had time to think, but they need time to think. And so they haven't put it on the front. They've been putting it on the back burning, but you haven't. It's kind of like you can't meet in the middle. you got to kind of wait it out. Right. And they're just, you know, it's just sometimes people are at different um, stages in their lives and in their readiness to have a relationship and their ability and everything like that. And so, yeah, patience is important part. I didn't mean to, like, <laughs> um, step into your reading, but you were talking about contracts, and I'm thinking, okay, paperwork, contracts, it sounds like they're kind of, texting and trying to establish something that kind of sounds like a contract what you were talking about and so it kind of just was like oh maybe that's what sue was trying to get at but right i didn't mean to (laughs) oh interrupt your reading (laughs) oh my gosh i don't mind at all because a lot of times when we're doing these readings we do have a lot of similar information and sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like a puzzle piece together it's Mm -hmm. like turning the Rubik's Cube and being like, oh, yeah, here's, you know, oh, that's what that was saying. But, yeah, I did feel like there was, you know, especially with the tower, that that just shows me, like, you know, paperwork. Mm, and, I got and, the tower, too. 
Ah, uh, did you? Yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> and I got the Knight of Earth, which is loyal, loyalty, what you were talking about, that he was a very loyal person. Yeah. We both got the same card. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I got I we had the Lenormand. I I got the dog too, but it's you know he's just you know the loyal companion and everything. Very much the Knight of Earth um, energy. Yeah. So same same yeah. symbolism definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So okay, going back to our topic of being an empath and everything, and then we'll probably take. It looks like we have three more callers waiting today. So we'll just talk a little bit about, you know, how how can you protect yourself when you're out um, and make sure, or for the day, or, you know, because we pick up energy from everything. Like, I even scrolling through my Facebook feed sometimes, I just like, mm-hmm. or having conversations with certain people, it's just like, sometimes, I, you know, I probably need to take a social media break because Oh, uh, you know. I know. And that's another book I was going to write on. It was going to be about digital detox, uh, media management in the metaphysical or something like that. I was thinking about naming it something like that. How we should kind of detox from this. At least I was going to, while I would write the book, I'm not trying to plug it anything, but I was trying to go through like a 30-day cleanse of of media. So that's, I haven't done it yet, but... I, I want to do it in the process of writing it so I can journal everything down. And, and so I can relate to every once in a while, I'm like, I got to get away from this stuff, especially if you're an empath, because if you start reading comments, I found reading comments and articles made me absorb everybody's drama in a way. And I felt like I was the person writing the comment when I wasn't and trying to compare it to my life. And we shouldn't do that. We should just read comments and move on and not absorb it. So I definitely know where you're coming from, from like Facebook and comments and articles and yeah. Oh yeah. Because unfortunately I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Scorpio and I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I have a lot more in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I can be very, you know, like, and I don't, yeah, I can be argumentative. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. And um, but I've also noticed, like, there's times when I'm just like, you know, I'm really usually very logical about things. I'm like, X plus Y equals Z, blah, blah, blah. Now nah, I'm mm-hmm. a Scorpio. Okay. No. Um, but sometimes <laughs> it's just like, you know, you read something and it's just like it makes your stomach hurt or mm-hmm. it makes you tense up or, you know, you find your shoulders up by your ears and stuff and you're just like, whoa. You know, you have to really like, like, I'm going to have to put a salt lamp next to my computer because that's one thing that can kind of absorb some of the um, Mm -hmm. energy and really kind of make more conscious choices about the people that I'm allowing myself to interact with so that I can avoid some of that negativity. Right. yeah. And like as like you said, as a Scorpio, you're a water sign, so you're naturally intuitive and perceptive. So I can totally see you looking at something and then being kind of like, hmm, and your third eye kind of squints like, hmm, you know, I don't know about this, you know. <laughs> I love that. Your third eye squints. <laughs> it's like intuitively, intuitively, this doesn't seem right to me. So. 
Right. Yeah. But then so also, it's, it's a good thing, though. Yeah, it's a good thing in a way because I don't want to. I don't want to imply to people too that being an empath is scary, or but it, it can be a little bit daunting. We'll say that yes. uh, maybe frustrating until you discover like, oh, that's not my feeling. I don't have to feel that. Mm-hmm. I tune into feelings when I want to tune into them, but. You know, if if I'm <clears throat> confronted with a very um, heavy emotion, I don't have to process that for another person. Exactly. It's not your emotions to process. You know, it's not your life to live through. And I've been learning that constantly, especially when I'm living with my partner here. I, I'm always going through his emotions, and he's a Scorpio, so that's a no-no. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't want uh-oh. me tapping into him. He doesn't want me, and I respect that. But sometimes I can't help it, and I don't mean to. I could just be walking by and just feel, you know what I mean? Just feel that, and I don't want to tap into him at all because I respect other people's energy and privacy. Um, but sometimes I tap into it, and I'm like, whoa, I'm aggravated. Whoa, my stomach hurts, like you said. It's like, oh, my God, you're you're so tense today. But they might not want to talk about it. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you have to know your boundaries, not only for the other person, but yourself. Because then you're, because he doesn't want to talk about it or the other person doesn't want to talk about that anger that you're feeling, then you have to tell yourself, then I don't need to go through the anger that that person's feeling and right. separate it. Because if you hold on to somebody else's stuff along with your stuff, you're going to emotionally explode all over yourself and that's not going to be good it takes a lot of time right. to recover from right and it can be so exhausting like seriously yes. trying to process your own emotions in this world is is enough to begin with but then when you start trying to process other people's emotions then it's just like yeah it's just you can't keep up. It's just too much. And so you got to kind of give yourself, I know we're talking about ultimatums, give yourself boundaries to where, mm-hmm. when is I going to let it start? And when am I going to let it stop? And how much can I handle? I do this thing where if I know I'm having an emotional day, maybe I don't want to watch something that I know will make me emotional. You know, maybe I'm going to keep my distance. Maybe I should do some crafts or arts instead of, mm-hmm watching something that has a lot of emotion in it because I know where my tipping point is. And so mm-hmm. that's where you got to start your awareness is like, okay, how do I feel today? i got to check in with myself. Will I be able to handle something on the news? Will I be able to handle something on TV? Or should I keep to myself today? Or interacting with another person. It doesn't have to be media. It can be interacting with another person or just being in a restaurant by yourself or anything like that. I noticed, uh, I put in my book that, even sitting in a hospital waiting room was a oh, lot gosh. for me. I mean, it, 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 I, <laughs> I didn't even think about it until I was put in the situation where I had to sit there in a waiting room. It was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, nobody imagine. said anything, but you can. You didn't have to say anything. It was just like so much right. going on. Right, but that's when you really have to, like, you know, discipline yourself mm. to... That's a good like, word, yeah. Yeah, and discipline discipline is another word that I think people find scary and everything, but just, no, yeah. you know, you can discipline yourself. You can say, okay, I can notice these emotions, but I don't have to process them. Right, exactly. You, you be aware of them, 
but don't let them be in you. I have this like little exercise that I I put on myself whenever I have a lot of emotions. Um, so I imagine that I'm in the water and I'm swimming and I, I vision myself myself naked because naked symbolizes vulnerability. So mm-hmm. I'm in the water and I'm vulnerable. I have nothing shielding me. And I put all these emotions on Polaroids. So like oh. anger and things like that. And so what I do is I see these Polaroids floating under the water where I am because I'm swimming under the water. And instead of having the Polaroids stick to me or go inside my being, I swim through the Polaroids and look around at the Polaroids being around me. So it's more of like a visualization exercise of, okay, I'm aware that the emotions are here and I'm looking at them, but I'm not having them go through me and I'm not swimming through them. They're just floating, happen to float around my being. Versus oh, that's go like through my being. Yeah, and, and water is tied with emotion, so it helps me balance. I also find that recently, like, eating fish really helps me balance my emotion. I know huh. it seems odd, but being more towards a pescatarian, I hadn't had salmon in a long time, and I had salmon, and I felt so emotionally balanced and yet grounded because earth's under the water. I felt amazing. It was like, wow, you know, it felt really good. Um, also, people should be aware of the moon cycles, too, because that can yeah. mess with someone's emotions. messes with me a lot. I'm like, oh, why yeah. am I feeling this way? And then the moon's full, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or if you're a woman, you know, watching your own moon cycle as well mm-hmm. as really, you know, because you do get much more intuitive and much more opened up, you know, at certain times in your cycle. And so you have to really kind of acknowledge and respect that. So mm-hmm. should we take and another caller? Yeah, oh, let's I'm sorry. take another caller. No, I'm just okay. saying it just goes back to self-love. And once you start loving yourself enough to start doing, like you said, the discipline and the work and setting the boundaries that we talked about, then you'll start getting that self-confidence of, okay, I know I need to do these things because these are me. And then you'll start realizing you're not following anybody else's rules but your own because you know that's what you need versus right. what somebody else needs. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay. So let's take this new caller and see what they have to say. Okay. Hi. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, I'm good. How are you ladies doing today? Good. Well, thank you. <laughs> and what's your name? My, <clears throat> excuse me, my name is Lynn, and um, currently I am in California, but I'm really wanting to move uh, back to the south in the Tennessee area. And I'd like to know um, when you might see or feel that move coming for me. Thank <laughs> you. 
Did you want me to go first, Sue? Yeah, let's let you go first this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I I work with personal energy, so I don't necessarily give timelines. Um, I only give the potential okay. future. So I'm okay. I'm working with you for your highest good. Um, yeah. I am seeing that you're you're having this path towards a greater goal that will enlighten you. So you moving, you're feeling very motivated, very ambitious yeah. right now um, to yeah. move and you're anxious. What I do see, if you continue on this path of being motivated, it's going to um, lead you to great strength in your life. So you're going to start, um, if you do make this move or do have this attitude of moving forward, which is great symbolism yeah. for getting out of the old into the new, I do see yeah. you giving great inner strength, releasing all these judgments that you have towards everybody, releasing and, and forgiving everybody of what you went through in the past and moving forward. Um, this will lead to memories of your childhood coming up and, and issues um, about the past and things that you've done. So you're going to go through that whole cycle of, okay, to move forward, I have to focus on this, acknowledge it, and then Put it away because I'm moving okay. forward, not backwards. Um, I do okay. see uh, there. There, if you keep with this of what I just said of of you know taking out the old scrapbooks and then forgiving yeah. all the memories that you've had and and moving past yeah. it, there's going to be positive okay. situation happening for you. So everything is going to pretty much come full circle for you. You're starting yeah. somewhere, you're going through a cycle, and you're coming to the end. And then I do see that you eventually come into your own and continue to move forward. So I see this motivation that you're having, even if the motivation is coming from moving, even yeah. I, I can't, I don't have any answers right now that you're, you're physically moving, but I know that yeah. you're personal energy is moving and that's a uh-huh. really good thing attached to it oh yeah so hypothetically if you do move your personal energy is going to move with it if you stay the same oh, yeah. you're still going to have personal energy coming full circle and you're going to be like yep this is what i'm going through yep i'm getting stuff done it's kind of like you're going through your own little self-help book it's like i got this checked <laughs> off the list i got that checked off the list i got this checked off the list and i'm going so i do see you on the right track definitely great great yeah, actually, I have a couple of cards that deal with, you know, moving. I got the stork, number one, and the chariot, number two. Um, I also got a lot of threes in here. So I'm thinking oh. three, six months is what I'm looking at here. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Could you repeat that? How many months was that? Three to six months. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that would be around the spring. And that's what I was kind of feeling around right. the springtime. Yeah, yay. Right. Okay. Um, but also make sure, like Melody said, to kind of close out chapters that you need to leave behind. Because what yeah. you don't want to do is have that energetic yeah. cord kind of binding you there so that you're not. Yeah. fully moved, <laughs> you know, like fully um, embodied in your move, that you can okay, bring okay. your all of your energy with you instead of leaving okay. half of it behind to deal with stuff okay. that was probably already. But, yeah, it looks really good for three to six months. I mean, I have so many threes 
in here but oh, it's just really, that's my favorite yeah. number and I have uh-huh. a six in my, my spread too so two okay. sixes in mine two threes in Sue's <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Awesome. My two favorite numbers, threes and six. That's awesome. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, just like we both said, make sure you close out all your um, yeah. emotional uh, baggage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of emotional baggage in California, that's for sure. And I don't want to take it with me. So I totally agree um, with what you ladies are saying. Absolutely. Yes. Good. Well, thank that's you. Yes, thank you so you. much. Thank you, ladies. Blessings. You're Have welcome. a great day. Thank you. Too. You Bye-bye. too. Interesting how the readings go like that sometimes. <laughs> there, Melody? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. had to cough. No, it's okay. But yeah, so um, working as an empath, that's when you fully embrace all of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like we can help to process things on a universal or global or a community or even a family level? It's it's strange because I kind of want <laughs> there to be a little empath group, like an empath anonymous group or something where we <laughs> help each other through this. Cause it's so unique and it's so, it's hard to understand. And that's why I wanted to write something about it or even talk about it here. It's unless you are an empath, it's hard to relate I mean, you can listen and sympathize like we talk, like I talked about, but it, it, there's so many – people think it's just angry and that you can just get sad and it's just emotions, but it's like I – it's a big dartboard with all these mm-hmm. little squares, and wherever the dart lands, that's how we feel. And we can feel it in a split second. We can feel it in um, like what you experienced, four hours. We can experience in in two minutes, and – it's not as easy as just shutting it off in terms of, especially when it comes out of nowhere. And right. so I, I think people need to understand that it's it's not as easy as flipping a switch. It's like, well, you're sad. And if you know that's the person's emotion, that's not yours, then turn it off. Well, it, it's a gradual step down. It's not a big leap. I mean, in my experience anyway, you have to kind of gradually get yourself in that zone of calming down after you realize it's not you. It's kind of like right. an emotional panic attack. It, it it won't hurt you. It comes out of nowhere, but you feel like it's the end of the world. Right. Oh, yeah, I've had experience like that, too, where you're just like, ooh, I need to, mm. like, you know, kind of, I feel like, you know, if you fall down or if you hit your thumb and you, like, shake your hands, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, <laughs> you know, but it's, and I also think crystals can help so much with like, you know, um, protecting, shielding, absorbing, um, you know, kind of, if you're really super empathic and you need some help with buffering, buffering, I think is a better word so that, you know, you have that 
that little bit of, um, yeah, you say a softening of the emotion before it hits <laughs> you. So yeah, like soften the blow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like um, we were gonna talk about the holiday season of of going oh, yeah. to eat with other relatives and feeling all their emotions. I have to admit that there's one thing I remember you know, Doreen Virtue saying a long time ago is that if you don't feel well, go to the bathroom. It's kind of like that. If you feel uncomfortable, but you don't want to argue because you know it's going to start a bigger scene, um, go to the bathroom or go outside and say you need fresh air and collect yourself and just say you don't feel good. And you're not lying. You don't feel good. You 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 emotionally don't feel good. So nobody's going to follow you hopefully in the bathroom. And, and if you don't say you don't feel good, just take a moment to breathe. And like you said, crystals are a great thing. Um, I have a lot of, uh, I, I have clear quartz for keeping things clear. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of not muddles my thinking. So if somebody else's emotions are kind of muddling your energy or your thinking, clear quartz is a good thing because it'll clear that all up. Another good thing is having a grounding stone. So smoky quartz, Mm-hmm. I use a lot of tourmaline. I wear it every day. Um, and having that grounding as well as clarity so you don't get consumed by it is a great thing. Right. Yeah, because I would also add hematite. It kind of absorbs mm-hmm. that negative energy. Or if you're going to host people in your own home to have, like, the salt lamp, the Himalayan salt yes. lamp. Yes, wonderful. Kind yep. of, yeah. Um, and also some incense. You can probably, if if you feel like it's going to bug your people who are there, um, you can always burn it like before or after or having white candles burning the whole time that people are over at your house. Like it really adds to that clarity. Um, patchouli is another great grounding, like if you want to go into scents to work with. I know some mm. people are like, ooh, it's hippie perfume, but... It's really a good grounding scent. Um, I'm thinking also, I think it's Vivitar. I haven't really worked with that one so much on my own, but um, I think I've read about it. I don't want to tell people the wrong thing. So. <laughs> but the white candles are good because, think about it, it's Christmas time. Everybody's got a lot of candles in their house mm-hmm. and a lot of pictures of angels in their house. So have the white candles be an excuse to say, oh, I'm lighting white candles and they won't know it's for helping you out. They'll just think it's a decorative thing. And maybe even lighting incense, if it's a festive scent, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't think twice, especially if you just leave the crack of the window open or something, you know, and let it not, you know, smoke the room out. But have that be like a little cleansing scent because they're just going to think, oh, you know, you have perfume set up for the gathering or candles. How nice. They'll compliment you on it probably. They won't think <laughs> twice. It's not like you have this huge statue in this room or anything. So Right. And crystals can be festive too when you put them out um, or you can hide them around the house if you feel self-conscious. Hide them right. behind a little box or something or, or basket, and but you know they're there. I like to have a selenite in every room, mm, uh, a chunk of selenite. Idea. I put, usually put them by the windows to protect the house, so every window still has one little tiny chunk of selenite. But I have a huge two-foot stick of selenite that I put in the living room because that's like a space that everybody 
congregate in. So yeah, yeah, it's good to have it. And plus, it's white and it's cool looking. And some people don't know about crystal property, so they might just think it's an interesting little home decor accent. So right. Oh, that's a really good idea because I didn't even think of the selenite, but that's good. And they sell it in like little, and they have like uh, crystal, or I'm sorry, candle holder selenite kind of um, pyramid. Yes, I've seen those. Those are really pretty. Yeah. yeah. So that's really decorative looking, especially for the holiday season. So if you find that you are very sensitive to the energy of others, then, you know, these are little things that you can do that'll help you out. And selenite is not a very expensive stone either. So it's not like we're telling you to no. go out and buy diamonds or rubies or something like that, you know. Um, or you could always, like, I always try to tell people, I, you know, you don't have to go buy, buy these things, but just maybe either meditate on a picture of it and keep that energy with you. Or if you have a card that has a picture of selenite on it, put it somewhere. So the energy of that stone can come through if you don't have any on hand quickly. Right. And I was just thinking, and what's so funny is I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, you should probably also work with flowers because flower essences yes. can also help that. And so I turned over my um, flower therapy deck and purification, the white rose was right there. I'm nice. like, oh yeah, this is the card I was looking for. So by purifying your life of negative people, places, and experiences, experiences you attain true peace. So, yeah, that was, I was the one. The white poinsettia was it poinsettia? Poinsettia. Oh yeah, because of the holiday season, because of the white. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. So usually, white flowers, white candles, white crystals are going to help to you know kind of. Um, absorb a little bit and also radiate a lot of positive energy. So you might actually mm-hmm. pick up on the positive things too. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to take one more caller today. We've got about five minutes left, so we'll have to yeah. kind of hurry. Yeah. Hi. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Hello. I am. I'm, I'm bewildered, but I'm accepting it now. It's um, my son's biological father um, has recently popped into the picture and has played financial games forever with me, and I. Um, been told that my our 16-year-old son wishes now to live with him. Oh. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. I believe that my son does need to know who his father is, but I wish it wasn't during his school life, his academic life. <coughs> Excuse me. So, is his father going to be playing games with my, our son's emotion as well as our finances in the next two years? Um, yes. 
<laughs> short and long of it is yes. Um, from what I'm getting, you know, um, this is how he operates. Um, and he he kind of wants to make amends and he kind of wants to do the right thing. But ultimately, I feel like this is just something that he's not even prepared for totally on a emotional, financial level. He just kind of thought it was a great idea. Hey, let's do this. Um, and I also feel like, you know, from the cards that showed up and everything, um, yeah, this is turning you topsy-turvy. You're just like, you thought this was over and done with. Um, I get the fact that he's not really um, the nicest guy verbally to anybody. No. Um, he's, he's narcissistic, totally, yeah. Yeah. It's his way or the highway. And part of me wants my son to see this, but the other part is he's 600 miles away and I can't immediately be there to protect him. Right. Um, I feel like your mommy instincts are totally taking over right now and saying this is a bad thing. He's only got two years until he's out of school and it might be time for you to put your foot down and say, you know what, I want you to finish school here. Um, and why don't you, after you finish school, unless he's totally overwhelmingly um, unhappy in school, where he's at right now. No, um, that's just it. He's not. And um, his father said, oh, I feel sad that he's going away. And I'm like, well, if you feel so sad, why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see think that, he thought doesn't it care too. about anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you think um, in a couple of months, okay, I'm like in two or three months, I'll come back, my son? Oh, he already moved? No, no, no. He's preparing okay. to move. So do you think he'll only stay there two or three months and then come back? Yeah, it's looking like it. And I can only say from, you know, from a perspective of the cards and what you need to know right now, um, unfortunately, there's going to be a little it's going to throw a shadow on his life and it's going to really kind of throw him for a loop. Like this whole getting to know your ex and everything like that, it's going to really be very eye opening for him. Um, it might mm -hmm. not be in the best mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, Melody, do you have anything to add to this? Because I'm just, I'm getting, I would probably put my foot down if I were, you, but you have to do. I'm getting that in the past you thought the family life was okay and then this happened and you're like, well, geez, you know, um, and then this happened and then now you have to review everything. So I'm getting in the present that you have to review everything um, that's happening, what you're doing, but you're also thinking about the situation is not as came out as the way you hoped it would in the present day. I'm getting that you're going to need to take a, uh, in the future, the, the potential future, I see that you're going to be taking affirmative, like, action, quick and swift action with this. 
you're going to speak your mind. Um, you're you're very much going to be that person to go, okay, this is happening. I'm speaking my mind about it, and I need to do it quickly before I let this drag on. That's what I'm getting. Um, for your question and what Sue was saying, I have to agree with her. When you said two months, again, I don't normally give timelines, but I'm getting two months. Your relationship is going to grow closer with your son. So whatever happens in that two months, you're either going to see him again or spend time with him again, and you're going to have a heart-to-heart talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm seeing something to do with business or money or something like that coming up, but you're going to use your organizational and logical skills to deal with this. I don't know if this has to do with, I want to say, helping somebody out or charity, like Either you or your son wants to help this guy out, but you, you're you stepping in and using your logical side saying, okay, now we have to assess everything. Do you want to give this person money and time because he did X, Y, Z? You're carefully examining it and not just rushing into it. But when it comes to whether you want this to happen or not, you're coming in, rushing in, and speaking your mind about it. But I'm just saying a little towards down the line after the two months that we were talking about, something's going to come up with money where you're you're going to have to step in and use your mind, your logic, to say, okay, think about what you're doing with this money. Okay. Um, well, you've hit upon my whole morning, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had to go – I had to rehash my divorce. This is rehashing the divorce. I had to go back to the courts. I had to review everything that I experienced 10 years ago and the 10 years prior because you have to read all that documentation. Now we're talking um, support. He um, he retired from a, a law enforcement job, and I retired from a firefighting job. We used my retirement to take care of bills and such, and the court deemed that he had to pay me back. Now, um, out of my retirement, part of that divorce decree was he has to pay me. So I'm feeling like he's thinking, well, is that do I have to pay her still if I've got possession of our son? And uh-huh. he, believe me when I say he pays I have a 16-year-old who is into sports and eats 5,000 calories a day. What he pays me in child support only pays like half a week in food. (laughs) Right. uh, And that's uh, your logical uh, mind weighing the bills. You're like, okay, in my logical mind, this kid, you know, it's costing me this, but actually in reality he spends this amount of money. Yeah, so you're using your logical mind to assess the situation. So, So, yeah. Yeah, so my question is, if I let him go, and, and my my intuition is clouded by my, I don't think ego, but I think my mama bear instincts, I want to keep him here for the next two years. I mean, let the kid finish, right? So, mm-hmm. and then you can have him when he's 18, after high school. I'm also looking at, do I let him go? And let him see what his father is like. And hopefully, and I'm praying, within two to three months, he'll see just what his father's like and want to come back and finish his school year here. 
you know, finish his last two years here. So my question is, do I let him go and deal with the financial aspect, or do I put my foot down and make him stay and just deal with the ex-husband, which I had a terrible dream. I don't wish death on anybody, but he was not alive when I saw him in a dream. So (laughs) I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> is it your um, ex that was dead? Is it your ex that was dead in the yeah, dream? Yeah, was my ex-husband that it's was because dead in the dream. He, he's pretty much you, you've handled all this. He's he's I don't I hate to use this word, but he's like dead to you. So that energy of him in the dream probably means like you've cut him off. He's dead. He's over. This, I'm done with this. This whole situation is pretty much dead. So I'm done. Okay. It doesn't mean he's yeah. actually dead. It just means you're done with, okay. with all his stuff. I woke up going, <laughs> saying the Lord's Prayer and telling my guy, this is not my wish. I have karma. I don't want that kind of karma. <laughs> No, I don't think it's like, you guys like deal with it. a rare percent that they there's there are prolific dreams, but there's it's extremely rare. And from what you said about the divorce or the money and the divorce and all this, it sounds like you're done and yeah. he's dead to you in a way, and that part of yeah. your life is dead. He's been dead. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to regroup here with you ladies because I really feel your energy. All right, so. Should I let him go or should I put my foot down? What do you think? I, <laughs> from what? Okay, I. One thing is that we can't make the decision for you. We can we can see you know kind of how we can give you a little bit of advice about what okay. we would think, but advice. that would be something that. And you what have told me. <laughs> well, that's all what I'm we were gonna, saying before. Oops, listen, all I'm going to say is that I'm looking at this card that has the number two on it, and it says that relationships grow closer. And you could take that as you want. So you said that you something about two years having him finish, and or two months, yeah. and then and it, he's he's there with you, right? All, he's here gonna, with me. Yes. Second semester is going to start. He wants to leave. Okay. So I'm going to say what I got from the card, and this is totally up to you, because I'm going to leave this open interpretation. Seeing the number two and seeing that a relationship grows closer makes me believe that in the two months that he's with you, you will have a closer relationship. But you can take that as you will. You know, maybe it means two months. You'll grow. He'll grow closer and in, in somewhere else or what. But that's that's the card that it's giving me. I'm not predicting anything. Like Sue said, we don't right. really predict anything. But take the num the number two and relationship growing closer. And I'm I don't I'm not seeing your your ex. I'm seeing your son in my head and you in my head. So just you can take that card as what you think it means. Okay. Okay. I also say take a step back because you're being very rational. You're being very reasonable. You're saying, I don't want to disrupt your life at this point in time. But take a step back and really connect with your intuition. Take 
all of your knowledge about your ex, all of your knowledge about your son, all your knowledge about yourself, and let that guide you to this decision. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, it's hard, huh? My own yeah, life. pretty heavy. It is. It is. <laughs> because legally, my son can choose where he wants to live now that he's 16. So, me, I'm just going to put down my wishes, and I have to honor what spirit allows, and I have to take that leap of faith. So I'm, I'm, it's trusting, let go, let God, thank God for the miracles and let it happen. Yep. That's all you really can do, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, my hands are tied. And I know you were worrying about, hopefully he'll see what kind of person he is. It will all happen in time. Again, I see it growing closer, your relationship with your son growing closer. So in the time you will be together closer, hopefully throughout this whole thing. That's the most important thing okay. that you have a good relationship it's really with your son. Really breaking my husband's heart. My husband absolutely loves and adores his stepson, and he's like he he feels like the rug has been just pulled out from underneath us. So um, I, I was balancing that relationship too. It's like okay, we have to face the fact that choices are being made and we are not in control because that was another thing. I'm letting go of control. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't be there and he won't be there, but we have to let him know that we here are your options. Even though they've already lied to us three times, oy, I have to trust in my son and the, and the way it works. Okay. Thank you for being my antenna. Thank you for being my grounding rod. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. I wish I could give her a hug because it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah, but she sounds very logical, and she's speaking her mind, and she knows that's all she can control right now, which is great. Right, exactly. And then, yeah, letting go of the outcome is so important, too, because... You know, you just have to hope that everything works out, and that's the whole mm-hmm. thing. I kept seeing the circle again, so everything will come around full circle. She just needs to realize it. He'll come back, so everything right. will be as it should be. Everything always is, isn't it? Thanks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap up for today. Um, <clears throat> I had... I. Actually, my website got hacked. I don't know if I told anybody. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm working on rebuilding them because what I'd like to do is put the archives on the um, spiritual business spotlight so that people, if they wanted to listen to this again or if they wanted to hear the tips and tricks again. um, Or they want to go on like a listening binge of all your episodes. <laughs> right, exactly. So that they can like hear what we've been talking about. Um, you can share them as well with your audience and everything. So um, I'll be working on that. I have been working on that. It's been really challenging. So, but anyway, um, I don't think we're on air anymore. So 
No. We're still recording, though. They can listen to this okay. later, this part. Okay. okay. But, yeah, so I will be trying to get the archives. And, of course, people can find these on Blog Talk Radio. They can follow through on the link that was to the original um, episode when we first mm-hmm. listened. Um, and, yeah, so I think we'll be back next week, right? Yep, I'm good for next week. And hopefully Michelle will be here. Yeah. So we can have three back again. Yep, exactly. So three is a charm again, but it's always charming to be with you as well. So, yeah, you too. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and I love the topic today. So, um, again, if you have any questions, um, Melody Luna, can you give your email address for? Yes. So it's uh, MelodyLuna13 at gmail.com, and I'm also plugging my website because I mentioned I'm writing a book earlier, and so when mm-hmm. that book comes out, um, or if you just want to know more about me and what I do and what I look like, <laughs> or, or whatever, <laughs> um, you can visit me at my new website at diaryofapsychicmedium.com. I think it's ready for people to just browse, even though there's no books up yet. I think everybody can get a kind of a good idea of, of what my style and aesthetic is. So you can always visit me there, or you can also email me at diaryofapsychicmedium at gmail.com. Awesome. Wonderful. And I can't wait for your book to come out. And so we'll have to all read that and we'll have a big discussion about it. So cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. So, and I am Sue Ellis Soller and you can find me at Sue at SueEllisSoller.com. And we'll be back next week and we'll be talking about something fabulous. So (laughs) I will talk to you later melody thanks again and yay it was wonderful thank you thanks everybody thanks for listening thanks for listening yeah definitely talk soon Bye. bye